What were you going to say? Um, can the camera see from the waist down on me? What if I came in in shorts? Oh, I thought about it that can't? today. So I could wear... I could wear a vest. I could wear no pants if How I wanted. I never do. Wow, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, she's so great. She's great, yeah. Oh, shit, I have no. She's really good. Did you know Brazil has an aircraft carrier? No. It's pretty amazing, right? <laughs> hey, we've got like three of them in the U.S. We have a shitload. We have ten. <laughs> no one can even touch us. But I was what kinda... is it? What is it? Aircraft carrier? Um, it's the boat that uh, um, planes uh, land on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an expensive boat. Uh-huh. Technically, I think it's a ship. So I was tripping on... Um, is your English all fucked up? Not, yeah, a little yeah. bit, but I can I can understand. <laughs> Do people ask you that question, Savon? <laughs> is my English is <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> um, say your name for me. Ricardo Luis Prudente. The whole name? Uh, no, just your Not first just name. We gotta Ricardo. start this one. Oh, Ricardo. Yes. Ricardo. Oh, that's. Oh, okay. <laughs> How come it looks like um, Ricardinho? This is a nickname. Kind oh. of a short for Ricardo, so, like the little Ricardo. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it's, it, got it. Got it's got longer, it. but it's Ricardo. Seems... Yes. Did you ever see that movie Hidalgo? No, no. <laughs> is that a kid? Is that a cartoon? <laughs> I think it's a. It's a. Um, I think it's a western. Uh, must be before my time. It was name. That was the horse's name in it. It was. It was actually really good. <laughs> the horse's name was Friday. <laughs> Hey, I got a good joke we can start the show off with. What's brown and sticky? A stick. Okay. That's all I got. Do you get that? <laughs> no. Good. It's dumb. <laughs> um, hey, Cardo, you are on the CrossFit L1 team. Yes. Oh, look it. Look it. Brooks like is FaceTiming me. Brooke, hi. We're doing a, um, we're doing a podcast right now. Uh, this is Rick uh, Ricardo. Hey, man. He's one of the greatest trainers in the world. Um, he's one of the 178 trainers on the uh, L1 team, CrossFit L1 team, and uh, he's from Brazil. And he, we're we're gonna find out what makes him tick. Have fun, brother. It's awesome in there. Thank you. Call me after. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Matt wants to just look at you for a second. I miss you, brother. I miss you so much. You got a great chin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, later, bro. Yeah. See you, bye. Bye. Uh, do you know what hockey is? Hockey, the the sport. Yeah, yeah. You're on ice with a stick, and you hit that black thing around uh -huh. the puck. Do they have a hockey team in Brazil? No, no. no. <laughs> <'Cause you're mad. laughs> Maybe field hockey. Do your parents know what an amazing um, feat you've accomplished by making it onto the L1 team? No, they don't know. No. Do you do you try to even explain it to them? Yeah, I tried. How old are you? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Oh, you look so young. Yeah. Yeah. If did. I if I remove that beard, like no one is going to even respect me as a trainer. <laughs> they will look. What does this intern is doing here? <laughs> so tell me, why CrossFit? Why CrossFit? For you. CrossFit is evolution for me, like. I I attended my level one in 2012, and like after that, all I want to do is to I I would like to wear that red shirt, and and that became a dream for me. 
but also live the the crossfit lifestyle with my my people in my my country in my gym my family and friends so why crossfit because because of the community the sports the lifestyle everything in 2012 you were 28 years old yes and um what did you what was your athletic background athletic like just soccer i played soccer not professional but like every brazilian that that was my sport and and, and i used to work as personal trainer like in the fitness industry for i i teach it spin classes before that did you know greg used to teach spin yeah, classes? yeah i just <laughs> i just hear you talk about that yeah <laughs> And some of the some of the um, uh, old timers here in the building, they took the spin class from Greg, and they said it was the hardest spin class in the world. Just <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he made <laughs> CrossFit, <laughs> the, the hardest fitness regiment in the world, right? Yes. Um, tell so so where were you born? In Goiânia, and that's uh, in Brazil. Brazil, yes, in the middle of the country, very in the center of the country. And from a young age, you started playing football? Yes, soccer. Yeah, football. I'll try to switch it to your language. You try to switch it to my language. <laughs> Does anyone call it soccer there? No. Futebol. 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 You never even hear. Do they know that we call it soccer here in this country? Yeah, they know. Yeah. Is it? Is it uh, do they take it as derogatory or is no, it bad? No. Just, just different languages. Different languages, yeah. And because uh, we have football here, but it's with the hand, right? Yeah, with the hand, and the fat guys. Yeah. Um, and I guess we could call yours is more like football. Football. Yes. Fuji. Football. We have this. We have football. You have football. 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 Yes. It's like CrossFit. <clears throat> we don't say CrossFit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we say CrossFit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes I like it. Sometimes it's CrossFit, right? CrossFit. Yeah. From a young age, you play you play football. Yes. And um, what is your what is your gym experience as a kid? Do do the footballers in Brazil do they go to the gym? Oh. Not at all. Like we we don't have any background like with weightlifting or gymnastics or anything. No athletic back background. Just a ball and like running around and just moving the ball. How about when you're a kid? Did you do do you do sit ups and jumping jacks when no. you warm up? No, 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 not not even warm ups. Like just just we I used to play on on the street, other kind of plays, but no 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 nothing like uh, for athletic. And and when was your first time going into a gym? When I was 15 years old, 15. Just bodybuilding style. Hmm. And, you, and you went with some friends? Yes. And you did the bench press? Bench press for sure. And a lot of curls. curls. Did you do pull-ups? Not, no, no. 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 The lat machine. The, oh, right. The pull right. Yeah. Right. I forgot about the good old lat machine. <laughs> How's your coffee? Good. Not not that hot. Which uh, I like it. Thanks when it's not that hot. That's my fault. Mm. <laughs> I prefer. You do? Okay. Yeah. Um, Brazil, for 150 years, Brazil has been the largest coffee producer in the world. Yes. Did, did you know that? I didn't know that. I, I know that coffee was a currency back on the days. Like people trade stuff with huh. coffee. And, and now it's sex. <laughs> Everywhere. People trade coffee for sex. 
<laughs> that that's at? exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Did you know that that Brazil was like the the center of the universe for coffee? If yeah, I feel like I have I kind of knew that, but I I mean it's a massive country, right? Yeah, probably a lot of a lot of plants that put some beans out. It's forty seven percent of the land for South America. Forty seven percent. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I'm just dropping all sorts of bombs on you. I'm just trying to absorb it over here as best <laughs> I can. You you have your first gym experience at 15. Do you like it? At that time, yeah. Because you're doing it with your friends. Yes. And you keep playing soccer, and, and you're in high school. Do you play for the the school? Does the school have a team? Yes, but that's the, totally different from here. Explain. Right? We don't have like the the college tournaments and everything. It's just like a bunch of kids playing, and there is like inter inter city uh, championships, just local, but nothing compared to the to the things that we you guys have here. You know. So if so if you want to play on an organ organized team, you have to join a city league, not the school league. Yes. And did you ever play for the city? No. Did you see kids who were so good that you're like, man, you should play for the city, but they never go up, they never go do it? Yes, we do. We see that a lot. A ton of great kids. Yes, a ton. It, does every boy play soccer? Yes. In Brazil, like the only sport people play, not the only, but most of all, they play soccer. And there's nothing. And capoeira. Capoeira, yes. Capoeira. <laughs> but it's not that common. There's a bunch of kids that plays, but. Not that common. And there is no other sport besides uh, soccer that get an uh, incentive. I don't know if that's right. Yes, uh, yes. You know, like for yeah. like for the government. Monetary and, incentive. Yes, monetary. Anything, even volleyball, which we have a we have a, like one of the best teams in the world. People can't play. Just like there is one team in Rio or Sao Paulo that people get paid to to play volleyball it's only soccer that's sad do the do the women play soccer oh no they, they, they do play but uh it is not only soccer it's just men's soccer which has incentive like um would you ever be out on the field playing like when you were 15 and there would be a f some girls in the mix not not on that time when i was 15 but nowadays we see the woman playing like with men's and everything and really high level yes not really high level, but I think compared to the rest of the world, it would be high level. So, so, so you never, so you, so you don't, so when you're playing soccer, you're not on a team. You're just every, every, every day at three o'clock, you're with different boys. I mean, yes. sometimes he's your teammate, sometimes he's against you, sometimes yeah. you're the goalie, sometimes you're the forward. It's yeah. just a mix. Yeah. But, but, but every day. Yes. So not, maybe we don't change the positions. The goal, the goalkeeper, they are, always the goalkeeper the, the the guys who play on like forward on attack they used to play that mm -hmm. but as a as a kid in we we play it on the street like there's this, on the concrete yes not on the grass field no no most of us i we do we did uh championships like local championships we say tejon mm -hmm. which is the land like the the brown 
the earth oh dirt. Yeah, dirt. Dirt. Yeah, yeah. dirt yeah yes so i like that the earth yes <laughs> if ronnie was here uh, my, that. my english is bad <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> your english fine. is amazing i was actually just thinking holy fuck this guy's doing an interview in english <laughs> your english it's amazing but it lacks, yeah. lacks me the word sometime mm. i will i will need some help you actually use some very creative and big words that make you even more articulate than people like Matt. I mean, it's it's awesome. I won't disagree with that. Um, so so your championship is on like this. Yes, okay. yes, like this. I used to play one of these, but this is like kind of sand, you know. There is this mm. uh, uh, rigid surface which is like dirt, and there is a lot of good championships, local ones. These ones I I used to play. And it was very, it was in your neighborhood, you know? So people from the neighborhood on Sunday go and watch. <laughs> there was this pitch that I played called Buraco, which is a hole. So the the field is in, it, it's in a, it's a... It's like a, like a ditch. Like yes. A yeah. So all the people were all on the, up, the uh, top area watching us play on the down area and it's That's like cool. hundreds of people watching it was awesome <laughs> that was big time for you big time yeah um you played barefoot no at that time no 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 um did you play did you play with a normal ball normal ball yeah okay. but i used to play barefoot a lot when i was younger and this is the gozinho that i was talking about we like i grew up playing not not with a goalkeeper but in a small uh goal so we don't we didn't have goalkeepers and in the mm. street like two against two and that was my whole sports career. <laughs> what were what are those small goals called? In There's... Portuguese, golzinho. Golzinho. It's like Ricardinho. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small for a goal. Oh right, right. You know? I like it. This is a goal. I mean, like I don't know how you call it. Do, do, um, do you know the sport water polo? Yes, something like that. Yeah. So Matt played water polo. Water polo. Yeah. Mm. It's like <laughs> it's like soccer, but. In the water with yeah. your hands. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. I would say the Brazilians, the Brazilians go to the Olympics on, for water polo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Are they good? Yeah. I mean, to get the Olympics, you have to be pretty good. To get to the Olympics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't every country just get a team that goes? No. Oh, it's you, like every sport. You have to qualify? It's like the World Cup this year. Like the U.S. didn't, then we're not going to the World Cup this year. We're not? No. We didn't qualify a team. Does that surprise you? This yes. great country can't <laughs> fucking put together. I mean, we should have brought some Brazilians over. I mean, there's got to be more Brazilians in the United States than anywhere else in the world besides Brazil, uh -huh, right? For sure. I mean, hmm. <laughs> recruit a few. Yeah, Jesus. When's the, when, when when's this? You, you, when I asked you what is CrossFit, you talked about it as an evolution. So uh -huh. if the, if you're beginning in 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 physicality as a child was playing soccer, and then you were introduced to some weightlifting at 15, um, and I'm gonna guess it was pretty rudimentary, right? Mm -hmm. Like the gym was basic, the weights were the steel plates, yes. and the bar was just a piece of steel. Yes. And um, what was that? What was the next step? Uh... After your first gym experience. The next step was a better gym because this was like a very small gym with uh, nothing like equipment wise and no trainer wise. Like there was no n not a great job there. 
So the next step for me was like the lap pull down machine there. The wire was frayed. Yes. And like you were like, oh shit! At any minute it could snap and I could kill myself. Yeah. Like that kind of, and, yeah. And, and the the pin was like rough yes. and rusted and then there was and like, when it rained that there was no screen or window and the water came in like that kind of shit. Yes, that kind of shit. All right, all right. I'm feeling and you. The I'm, next... Am I painting Brazil? You guys doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really hesitant to compliment you on that. Thank you. It was good. The next step was going to a better gym, and. Like where there was a monthly fee, and there were some girls. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there was someone at the front desk. Yeah. Who checked your card? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. And was it a, a chain that we have in the U.S. like a gold or a? Not that we have in the U.S., but a chain in in Brazil. And um, you went there at that. And how old were you when you started that? Like eighteen? Like or? 16, Sixteen. Seventeen. Yeah. Okay, so you took a liking to it. Yeah. And en enough to spend some money and get a membership. Yes. So that was the deal. I I went to to college. I think university. I don't know if the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. University. So I started doing physiotherapy. And then I I changed my course to physical education, mm -hmm. which is the we need to have that profession to work in the fitness industry in Brazil. So I changed it for physical education because I more licensure, <laughs> more yeah. more racketing. Yeah, <laughs> the government stealing from the people. Go on, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Not just here in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, you want to be a physical? You want to be an instructor? Yeah. So you know you have to jump through these government hoops. Yes. Right. Okay. So I I went to this. So I went to this career to work. Uh, uh, because I liked so much soccer, and I would I would like to work with sports, and that mm. was the requirement. And then I started uh, to work in this gym that I that I was uh, a student, a client. And um, while going to school, yes, while going to to the university. And how long is that program? Four years. Oh, it's four years. Four years. Wow. Yeah. So if I want to be a trainer in Brazil. I have to go to school for four years? Yes. There's not a one-year program? No. You know, in the United States, you don't have to do that. Yeah, I know. There's this um, – we I, we talked about this a little bit with uh, Daniel Chaffee because they have the uh -huh. same thing in, in France. Yes. And um, do you know Joe Westerlin? Yeah, I worked with him. Okay. So we were talking about the different things that people teach, and he was a high-level strength and conditioning coach at a college. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he was telling me is that when you're squatting – you know, in CrossFit, we teach squat below parallel. Mm -hmm. And 1.7 billion Indians, they squat below parallel every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah, just sit down. Uh -huh. <laughs> just to sit down, right? And the worst position you could possibly be in for your knee... It's 90 degrees. It's 90, 90, 90 degrees. So Joe is like, you either should just do... Above? A way, way above or below... But to put the tension at that ninety degree, and he, and he was talking about all the injuries that can occur from the, uh -huh. from that position. And I and I and I don't know what your program is, but I want to guarantee that they taught ninety degree, it's, and yeah, not and, and a thousand and a thousand other things like that. Yes. When I bet you all over Brazil, people are squatting below parallel too, right? It's yeah, that kind like, of country, right? The men sit around like on their heels and like you know sure. smoke a cigarette There's or have some tea like or, professions that they they used to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. But inside of the gyms, besides CrossFit, there are few people just squatting at all. Right. Or whenever they are squatting, they are squatting above parallel because it hurts. Right. Or it injures yourself. So 
so the, how much is that schooling, the four years of schooling? What's the cost? I, I, I went to a public school. That, w that was one of the reasons that I changed it because my, my parents paid all the private school for me until there. So I feel like ob obligated to have the, the public school for like university. Right. right. So I didn't pay anything, but usually that would cost like $500 a month. Okay. So it's significant. Yeah. And so did you finish this program? Yeah, four years. And if you hadn't finished it, you couldn't even teach CrossFit? No. In Brazil, we, we, need, to, we need to have this degree. Mm -hmm. It's called physical education mm -hmm. to work in the fitness industry, beside, whatever, whatever it is. So you could work the front desk and take the money without it, but the second you went in the gym and told someone, hey, hold the lap bar like this, yes. you need that degree. You need or in, you need to be a student on that area so you can work as an intern or something. But yeah. Okay. So you, 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 you do that schooling and you're working at the gym. And at the end of your – when does CrossFit enter the picture? Or, or let me even ask you this. What's the next evolution from there? What is the next step that sort of – In my life, in my career? Yeah, in your career. To work as a personal trainer. Okay. Like because when you work to the gym, you – like they pay you almost nothing. So the next step was getting more clients that pays you for the for the hour, like a, a better a better like money wise. So the next step was working as a personal trainer and uh, in the spin classes because I was only only in the in the uh, strength training and then I I became more with the group classes in the spinning spinning uh, type so that was the next evolution so I start doing spin classes and personal trainer it's interesting um, you're here you're speaking English it's your second language yes you learn you know Portuguese uh -huh. and English do you know any other languages no I wanna like I know a little bit of Spain mm -hmm. uh, or Spanish but not there yet for us it's the same thing in America Portuguese <laughs> and Spanish um, <laughs> But you know, not. you know Spanish as far as we're concerned. <laughs> um, so, so I know that since you're an L1, you're on the L1 team, that you have the ability to have a huge personality, and you're sitting here and you're you're more demure, and you're and you're having to spend a lot of your energy thinking of words. Uh -huh. So we're not seeing that side of you. It reminds me when we um, used to interview Miko Salo, uh -huh. and he would say to us, you know, I think one time he said, "You don't really know who I am." Because I'm talking to you in English, and I thought, well, wow, that's some uh, that's some profound <laughs> shit. Like yes. I, I'm glad he said that to me. I was like, oh yeah, because he's spending 50% of his energy digging Just, through words, right? Doing. And so, as a spin instructor, you must have had a big personality too, right? Yes. Did you ride a bike as a kid? How do you get into spin? Like, what makes you think that you can get up in front of people and like? I mean, because you want to be the best rider, right? Yeah, but is the instructor the best rider in the class? Or have the most but metabolic look, conditioning? Look, that's why CrossFit getting that's why I get so into CrossFit because I was not honest with myself at that point. It was just a program that I I thought at the time that I could benefit more or but I I was not in love with that. In fact, I didn't like to ride the bike. After I went to the spin like classes, I I 
tried the bike on the street mm -hmm. and I didn't like it. But I, I, <laughs> I love it. Like it was painful and I, but I did with with friends and everything. And for a while I was happy with that. And but it helps me, helped me a lot with the speaking it publicly, like addressing a lot of people at the same time. So get not shy in front of a group of people. And I started uh, talking to people, like connecting to more people in, in the same time. So it was good for me at that moment, but not, not because I loved the bike or anything. It was just uh, thinking about my career seems the good fit for me to address a lot of people and they paid a little bit more on the spinning classes than the only strength training so it was just a like a path that i was following not my my passion or my heart something like that do you remember your first spin class uh, not no i don't remember so it wasn't like that profound it was no. just part of the yes part of my my roots your journey to be a personal trainer now did you you said that was what you wanted to do was ever did you ever have the aspiration of owning your own gym at that time no man not at all i was so at and then you ask about when crossfit uh joined in my life at that moment i was teaching so many clients i was earning a lot of, like much more money that i needed i was living with my parents but i never because it was so comfortable working just by myself not having like any headaches of mm -hmm. business owners and everything besides crossfit uh, before crossfit i never thought about having my own business because i was like really doing really well with this are you married yes you are oh do you have kids yes two holy shit yes how does he look really young to you <laughs> no that's me <laughs> i mean i think we're we're a few months apart <laughs> I'm 34. Yeah, you look so much younger than Matt. <laughs> Thank you. I shaved today, too. <laughs> Why are there a thousand CrossFit gyms in Brazil? Why is Brazil the number two place in the world for CrossFit? Why? Because... Just like, let's guess. Let's just be philosoph like philosophers. People in Brazil are crazy with sports. And I think this, this regulation that we need to have this degree... Uh, regulation the regulation sorry mm -hmm. no it's, good. Uh, it's it people takes it takes it more seriously like professional not not and it's so easy for the professional like me to open a gym like not that much investment and you can do it with your own like and start small and everything so i i think the the people this the 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 passion for sports and there's so many professionals that live lives with the like the fitness industry that they could just open their own gyms and not not uh, uh, high investment and things like that. Do you see any people running? I um, in the early days, we would. And I'm sure it's still happening now. But I remember a lot of CrossFit gyms were just in the park. Yeah. Do you, do you see that in Brazil? I started. I started doing group classes in the park. So before before I came after I came from my level one, I I, I opened uh, f uh, spaces in my schedule to not teach personal clients anymore, but to teach group classes 
in the, the park. So there is a lot of people that started that way, like getting a lot of people together, and then they, they opened their own gyms. I, I met a guy the other day, and he was saying that his gym was barely profitable, and he was telling me some of the the statistics around it. He had 300 clients, and he had this, that, and this. <clears throat> and that's such a different model, right? He, Because if you do it in a park... And, and, and you probably didn't have kids at the time, right? No. So you had zero responsibility. You're at home with your mom. But if you start in the park, the second you have one client, you're, pro you're profitable. Yes. You have five clients and you're profitable. You're a baller. Yeah. Yeah. You're eating out, you're eating out at night. You're drinking coffee at the cafe. You got a girlfriend with 10 clients. Okay. So it's a respected profession in Brazil. Uh-huh. People there um, are way into human movement in their bodies and physicality. They, yes. they, they're really movements, uh, whether it be dance, football, soccer, um, they're physical people. Yes. So that's another reason uh -huh. you think yes, for sure. um, that it's, um, it's respected, they're into movement, and the barrier of entry monetarily it's... is low. So people can pursue that dream for sure. of being a business owner and, and teaching something they love. Yes. And you're saying those three things... Are there, or, or, or what you sort of see is why that that's the, the that's hub. A, yeah. I saw a statistic the other day that it was um, – what was it? I think it was – it was 20 people, 20 point – maybe I even have it here. I do. <laughs> oh, look at that. You just pulled the Wikipedia page fine. <laughs> oh, no. This isn't it. Sorry. <laughs> um. Damn it, I had that stat somewhere. That basically in the United States it was averaging, I think, thirty people from every CrossFit gym entered the open. And I was impressed that Brazil was twenty. I think it was number three. I think um the US was number one, France was number two, and Brazil was the number three. Number three. Um and I thought, wow, that's that with a thousand gyms. Do you see it still growing? Is it gonna reach two thousand? Is it gonna go to three thousand? I see that, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of places that we have are so uh, not so many, and there's places that there is not yet. So I ha I I saw a lot of room for for growth yet. Um, Daniel Chaffee said, you, you know, in the United States we we are jumping from forging elite fitness, mm -hmm. and we're making this jump to forging elite health. We want to. Um, the program isn't changing. We're just we want to make sure that all the affiliate owners in the United States are aware that they have the tools to cure chronic disease. You've already learned them in the L1. Yes. It's all there. Mm -hmm. You know the nutrition and you know the movement and you have the community and if you just continue your education and keep practicing day in and day out, you'll have these healing centers. Yes. Without compromising the forging elite fitness, that piece will always be there, right? Yes. He was saying in, in France, um, he believes that those 500 gyms are predominantly people who, who they're where we were maybe two or three years ago. They're there as sporting gyms, mm -hmm. not as um, people don't realize the health benefits yet, even though they're occurring, whether you like it or not. Is that, saying, is that, is that where you're at with Brazil too? For that, sure. That it's really a, um, those first thousand gyms are um, all the... Type A people, the military people, the police, the firefighters, the doctors, the the people who are just no matter what they have to take it to that. 
I, I don't say that that kind of like military environment, but I think people still are just on the movement aspect, like just uh, training for aesthetics or just to learn the movements or for a sport. But most of of the gyms in Brazil, they don't get the idea that we have the the simple and the elegant solution for like everyone. Just get out of the couch and get off the carbs. So they, I think most of Brazil, the, these gyms, they don't, they don't understand our true mission, our mission with health. And that's why people, some of these people struggle and they, they put blame on their other, other, the gym that opened next door and everything because they don't run their business to, for these people, you know, for like the whole population. They don't realize that. 54% of men out of 200 million people, 54% of the men in Brazil are overweight, 15% are obese, 40, 49% of women are overweight. So people, Those aren't the ones we see on TV here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We see the most beautiful people yes. in the world when they show us here on TV. <laughs> Even your ugly people are beautiful. <laughs> We're always like, holy shit. <laughs> okay, wow. That's so the country there. It's like the U.S. There's a great divide. Mm -hmm. There's people who are slipping, slipping down into this chronic disease, and then the, those who have jumped on board. Yeah. Wow, fifty percent. That's huge. Yeah, that I think that's our main uh, mission, is for for the affiliate owners to really understand what it is and to run their business for everyone, for the people that are in their houses and and doing nothing. And I think they're still doing for the small amount of people that are are into fitness but they don't like the the bodybuilding style the regular gym you know right mm -hmm. so that's the the whole like i think that's our mission to get these people understand what we truly have in hands when, when i think of the united states and matt and i guess eric <laughs> can jump in and unfuck me if i'm wrong here i i don't see the um i think when i think of the united states i don't think of it as very community oriented but when I think of Brazil, I do think of it as community oriented. I think of it as, as them really, and, and that's why it's really CrossFit's been like a a, a a huge cultural shift for a lot of Americans too. Like my mom had no friends and wasn't interested in making friends, and she and she went. Now she goes to her gym and she loves those people, and she wants to see them at the restaurant and the coffee shop. And yes. um, I picture Brazil has that already ready, right? Mm -hmm. Like you guys go to the gym and that's like your family the crossfit gym and it, it's a perfect cultural mesh there too right for sure that's like that's i think that's the 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 great privilege of having a, a gym it's that to see that the the friendships that are made there and everything like it's been so awesome to see these and to be part of this community people i think that that's one of the reasons that crossfit is so popular there <laughs> I'm just making this up. Just making this up. Not the numbers, but this this idea I'm going to share with you. Gladly fact check you. Um, the We're right now. the the Brazilian military um, is one of the world's largest, with 1.6 million reservists and 236,000 active soldiers. You're one of only 10 countries to have an aircraft carrier, and I think you're the only country in South America to have an aircraft carrier. That's the giant. Mm -hmm. boat that planes and shit land on in the history of CrossFit you know in the beginning it was really a, a fitness regiment that 
for 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 people who their life depends on movement, right? Mm-hmm. You need to be in the best shape of your life so when the house is burning, you don't die because you're fat or like when you're going overseas to fight a war, you know, it was those people who embraced it. Mm-hmm. And um, even, even during some of our conflicts over in the Middle East, we would look at Google searches and outside of the U.S., the number one places people were searching CrossFit was like Afghanistan and Iraq, right? Because the soldiers were there lo- uh-huh. looking for workouts and whatnot. Do you think that there's any relationship there? Between the fact that um, Brazil is also has is is a, is a huge military might, and the U.S. is a huge military might, that that there is a base there, that there are these men there that have sort of embraced this. Or, you know that I. Or don't you think see, that's just a, you don't see that. I don't see. I think uh, we should get this this military uh, people in Brazil more into CrossFit because I don't think they they actually know it. So, okay, so you don't think so. Even though it grew, sort of, those were some of Greg's early clients—the police officers, the firefighters. Um, that's not the growth there. No, it, 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 the seed was planted in a different field. Yes. Okay. And I think we have room to grow there a lot Absolutely. because it is like meant for you to be prepared for like uh, anything, right? Right. So it's ac- actually what they sh- should supposed to be doing, like get ready for whatever, and. I don't think they are get very into it. Um, not only that, but in the United States, a lot what what happened, I I believe, um, and and I'm happy to be wrong about this, but I think a lot of police officers who retire, firefighters who retire, military personnel that you know retire, that's what they did when they retired, right? Mm-hmm. I think a huge chunk of our gyms where those guys were using this fitness methodology, this GPP, mm-hmm. and um, in their retirement, they opened these gyms, they chased their they chase their love. Uh huh. So you, you're an athlete from a young age. You're always playing soccer. You're obviously not afraid to chase what you want to get. You 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 go to school to become a, a trainer. Um, you you finish your four years. You also get into spin. Um, and when does when do you first see CrossFit? Two thousand and eleven. At the end of two thousand and eleven. There was this guy, uh, he was an intern at the time, at this gym that I was, and he was working out and doing a bunch of things that I have never saw, movements that I'm, that I, so it's funny because we, I studied for four years physical education, and in my level one, I realized that I didn't know shit about (laughs) movement, (laughs) like at all, I didn't know nothing about human movement. So he was doing some squats and some PVC, whatever, and cleans. And I was, man, that's so different. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he gave me, oh, this is CrossFit. And I started like working out with him. And he gave me a piece of paper, which has uh, a translated document for what what is the level one material. Oh, wow. So I, I, I started reading that. And I saw that it was not like the 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 original content i could uh, realize that so i went to the website i searched it and then i found crossfit website and the level one course and at that time i just booked my course to san diego because one day i don't know who but one day one of my spinning uh, clients he told me that i should uh, know san diego because san diego was the rio de janeiro from the u.s so it was <laughs> in my mind and then I just saw a level one course there, and then I bought it like four months ahead. And I have like nothing, no 
no tickets and anything. I just bought the course and I start organizing myself to to be away from my clients and from my from the gym that I worked on like for for month for two months actually. And then this is how CrossFit happens in my life. So I, I get uh, I get my degree in 2006, and this was 2011. So for five years, I was doing personal training and spinning classes and whatever. It's incredible. It's the same story we hear over and over and over, just not in Brazil, but even in the United States. I can think of people who did physical therapy or, you know, people who got their PhDs and then they take the two day course and they're like, oh shit. It's incredible. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the guy's name who, who, who gave you that? Yes. First? What's his name? Yeah. João. João Pereira. Are you still friends with him? Yeah. He's a specialist in weightlifting. He's like the, uh, in Brazil, he's the, today he's the, like, most prominent name on weightlifting in Brazil. He went several times to China and he teaches like seminars. He's a nice dude, João. And does he know that you're on the L1 team? Yeah. And is he like, yeah. I introduced you to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you come to San Diego and um, at, at this point, did you speak English then? Man, barely. I could understand, but I couldn't communicate myself. I was, but I was never embarrassed. Oh, this is the, the, the picture, yeah, <laughs> my level one. <laughs> oh, you did it at um, University, University of San Diego. Diego. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Was Stefan Rocher there? Yes, he was the flow. He was the flow master. It was... Uh, Zach. Zach. Zach Forrest, Miranda Roy, Nuno. So we have uh, Stefan Rocher and uh, Lodin, Matt Lodin. Oh yeah, the San Diego crew. Yeah. Test, tester of games workout <laughs> and regional workouts. Matt, yeah. I don't yeah, know if I'm I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I do know these. I things. think it was in the doc. Yeah. Was it? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, how amazing is Zach Forrest's squat? Amazing. Is his air squat like it's magical? Yeah, but Miranda, man, come on. Her she squat's was, better. I I I will never forget her doing the push press in ah. the front in the box. I never saw that movement in my life. I never yeah, saw a push yeah. press, and she was doing it so quickly and so fast. It was amazing. <laughs> we are not supposed to shot and film record anything, but <laughs> I recorded everything because no <laughs> no one told me that on the course. So I was in the front row with an iPad and I filmed the whole thing. <laughs> and did you go home and watch it? Yes. Yeah, a bunch of times. So you've taken the L1 many, many times before you ever even... He paid $1,000 but took it four times. Yeah. What a deal. So sit in the front row and bring your iPad. No, 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 no. You can't do that. <laughs> so you, you... That doesn't even look like you. You look older there than you do now. CrossFit, man. <laughs> so you take your L1 um, and, and, and as you were saying it, Right away, you were profoundly impacted. Or impacted, yeah. yes. See, I wouldn't have chosen that word. He's just—he's great. His words are great, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? Dynamic. And then what? So, so you you have it. Did you was did you take the test? Yeah. Did they have it in Portuguese? No. Oh fuck, man! And I hmm. I I studied so much. You have no idea. I was reading the manual like three months before and i i read the whole thing i watched greg's all the greg's video i watched it like hundreds of time and i went to san diego 11 days before my course 
everything I did the whole day, I went to the gym. I went to Invictus. And Invictus is a big gym right now, like famous, at least in Brazil. And at the time, I have no idea. Like, I just chose, I just chose by the website. Mm -hmm. And I, I went to the gym on the morning. In the morning or on the morning? In the morning. In. in the morning? In the morning. But when you're a foreigner and you say on, it's kind of sexy. It's cool, like on the morning, you know? It's cool. It's fun that you, it's fun what you do with your words. It's poetic. You can write poetry, English poetry. So I went to the gym and I went back to my, to, to the room and I studied every, every hour of my day. And then I went to the back, back to the gym at the night and watched what people were doing and everything. So I was very nervous about the test because it's it was not my language and mm. but at that time they they gave us the percentile that not the percentile the number of questions that you got wrong yeah and I, I had I had studied so much that I I I only get three three questions wrong at the time and I finished the test like before everyone in the in the Wow. In the, the test, it was awesome. I was so happy. And you passed. Yes. And this is 2011. To, this was 2012, April, April. 2012. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Someone's listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> and you, 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 they, and they gave, then they gave you, the, they told you then, right? Now they wait, but they tell you then if you pass or not in 2012. One the, week later. Okay, one week it, later. We, we had the email. And we had the just two days just pass or failed at the time pass and you get yeah whatever like they they score. So are you back home when you get the news? So no, I was in the U.S. and I uh, I I stay here in San Diego for two months. Oh wow! Yeah, long enough to get a girlfriend. No, oh. <laughs> two girlfriends. No, <laughs> I mean two months. You get a whole relationship. No, it you was can get just you can get citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the point. Okay. So you're here for two months. So so you and do you stay at Invictus the entire two months? Yes. You train there the whole month. Yeah. And you end up making friends with the, the people there. The people there. So I was not good in English. I was, but I was not afraid to communicate and try. So right. I I start learning the. The block of talking in English, I mm -hmm. talk everything wrong, but I could like uh, communicate myself. Right, and it was like that for two months. Were there any Portuguese speakers in the gym? I met one guy, not not regularly, not any Portuguese speaker, but eventually they had some some drop-ins, Brazilian drop-ins, and I I I get to know this guy. Uh, at that time, he was uh, working for the United. And for the United, the company, for Air, airline, airline. Oh, okay. And uh, we 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 I make friends with him. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, that's we that's became it. friends. We lovers. Became friends. You became lovers. No. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No. Yeah, it's okay. It's no, just friends. <laughs> Try it out. Try it out. And he was a, a Brazilian Portuguese speaking. Cool. And so you're. You're here, and you get that email. You're checking your email. How did you check your email then? Was it on the phone or on a computer? No, computer. Computer. Yes. And you're just and you scared to open it. And <laughs> what happens? Man, it was the best, the best uh, feeling ever in my life when I passed. And do you think, well, shit, I'm gonna open a gym. When does that hit you? When I was in San Diego, I remember calling my brother-in-law. 
and he we used to work together and man we need to open this gym because i was i was feeling what crossfit was because when i uh get to know crossfit with this guy it was just the movements it was not the the community and the classes and everything mm. so i was i was man we need to open a gym it's a space we and we can get a, a bunch of people there and it was the the time when the when i when i get my my pass the result it was the time when i first ever thought about open my own thing while you were still here yes. in the states yes when someone comes from brazil and they stay in san diego for two months where where do they stay where do you stay i stayed in little italy mm -hmm. in a place called vantaggio it's a a, a hostel uh -huh. it's a very cheap and it was walking distance for for the gym and a lot of nice places around so it was awesome it was... And, and do you do you go to the grocery store and get your food or do you eat yes. out or yeah not not very much to to the grocery store i used to eat a lot in the places around but i bought some food and we i had this roommate and we get together sometimes to make food and everything you had a roommate in your hotel yeah it, you know, it was a like a hostel you i think you've got a lot of roommates at yes, a hostel but, okay but this this is just <laughs> one it's oh, okay a, so you guys had your own room yeah one room That's you divide nice. it and it's really nice where uh, was he from from brazil there's a lot of Brazilian in this place, man. A lot. Yeah. It's interesting because um, living in California, you, there's Mexicans everywhere, right? Uh -huh. It's like th they. It's like this is their home, right? Uh -huh. So if you, speaking Spanish here is very, very valuable, and there's so many, you know, every, all of us. I mean, we have Dave Castro here, right? Uh -huh. I mean, we have so many people um, speak Spanish, and Santa Cruz, where our headquarters is, there's a ton of Mexican people. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If I ever run into anyone who's Portuguese, but they're here. You're saying they're here. Yeah. The Brazilians are here. A lot. There's a lot of students here. They come to do uh, intercambio. I don't know how to say that, but come In, on. Try again. Inter intercambio. Cambio. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Spanish word. Exchange student. Yeah. Okay. So okay. you're here and you're <laughs> like, you get the L1, you're like, I want to open one of these gyms and, and probably a little bit inspired by Invictus too because you're yeah. seeing the community there uh -huh. and the coaches sure. <clears throat> when you when you went to Invictus did you have to do an on-ramp <laughs> it was a fun story because I didn't want to pay for the on-ramp I just want to join the classes and mm -hmm. the guy they did a test like uh, I don't know I, I don't remember exactly the name but he he told you to do something like burpee and box jump and whatever and I remember <laughs> asking me about the clean and I, I was, like, nervous. I didn't know how to do a clean at all. And I didn't remember what a clean means. And I did something, like, really terrible. <laughs> like, it's... Like I you wish... went and got the broom? No, it was with a barbell, I think. Okay. <laughs> it was, like, ugly as hell. And I just, I passed it. I think the guy was, like, man, <laughs> uh, he was <laughs> with pity and just let me go. So I was not quite ready, but they let me just join the classes and not take the on-ramp program. And then you bought like a two-month membership. I was doing week weekly because I had a uh, travel between. My girlfriend was coming, so we were traveling for one week and to watch the regionals. Oh. I watched 2012 oh, regionals. Oh, cool. At the Del Mar Fairgrounds? Yes. Oh, 2012 uh -huh. was a good year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome, man. 
Wow. Have you been to the CrossFit Games? Yes. Two, two times training an athlete, man. Wow. Yeah. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yes, unbelievable. So you go back home. I go. I went back home and I started doing group classes in outside in parks. And I shoot an email to HQ asking about uh, the red shirt. How would I, I? How would I? What do I need to do to? to be one of the trainers that teach at seminars and at that time they like just said no we we have no interest in going to brazil something like that <laughs> what they meant to say is fuck off <laughs> yeah <laughs> translation so <laughs> let I me was... know if you need me to translate anything for you. <laughs> so I, I became i put this in my mind that i needed to open my own space to to just live what i have lived here in the US with my family and friends. That was my goal. So I started working people and applying my 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 clients. Do, with... you, have, do you have kids at this time? No. No, okay. No. How old are your kids now? M my daughter is three mm -hmm. and I have João with five months. Oh, wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, man. I hope I get to meet them. Yes, they're awesome. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, so... And then I started applying the methodology with my clients, like the personal clients that I had, and they were so satisfied with the results and everything. They start spreading the word, and I start to helping the trainers with the the like everything that I learned. I never kept for myself. I always like help them and teach them everything that I learned here, mm. and doing uh, group classes in parks, and then eventually I. I met this girl. She became she she talked to me as if she wanted to to train with me. But at the end, she was like not testing me, but she was knowing me to in behalf of her husband at the time or I don't know. He wanted to open a gym in Brazil and like she heard it about me and then she connected us and then he became my business partner. Like by the phone and by FaceTime, yeah. we did a, we did a this conversation. This sounds like some spy shit, some covert. <laughs> she was vetting you. Check yes, something yeah. like yes. that. And then she, when you were training, she was looking through your wallet. <laughs> yeah. So, we, then we we became partners, and my my role in this partnership was like, of course, teaching the classes and everything. Mm -hmm. And he was he lived in at the time in Hawaii. And he used it to... So he's rich as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> but his role was to bring in the equipment, mm -hmm. which was like nothing in Brazil at the time. And my role was, of course, doing the, 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 the thing happened there. And then my gym was born in April of 2013, one year later after my, my level one. And did you name it CrossFit Punk? Yeah, Punk CrossFit. And how, how how did you come up with that name? It was his idea. And you were cool with it? Man, at, at, we were searching for a name, searching for a name, and when once he told about that, he thought, done, that's the name. What's perfect? What's, what's the Portuguese word for punk? Punk. We punk. Don't have, yeah, huh. and it's funny because uh, when you do a CrossFit workout, an intense workout, anything, like... A lot of times you will see people, oh my God, this workout was punk. In Portuguese, esse treino foi punk. 
it's a hard situation you know like mm. means something like effort you give a lot of effort to do so that's why i love the name okay so it doesn't mean what it means to us i don't think i don't think the punk lifestyle and oh okay not, okay yeah. okay well that's yeah, good I, I can see a i can see a, a connection there yeah, yeah. I like hard like yes hard, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah i can see that no you can't be on the l1 team no you can't. we don't want any brazilians <laughs> but you can open a gym you can take your l1 and when do you write another email and insist that they when, take you? I'm assuming that's what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when we brought the level one seminar for Brazil for the first time ever. Not the first time ever, because we had one in 2009, I think, which was like with only a few participants. And Chuck Carswell was there. Oh, this was the look at that smile, that happiness <laughs> smile. <laughs> this was the seminar. Is that your which, gym? Yes, man. Well, that's a nice looking space. Yeah, you got to pull some other pictures there. It's a nice spot. So this was the day that I was hired. The third internship this day. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Lisa Ray hired me. She said a yes. Not hired. She said yes for, to me. Wow. Yeah. She gave you the, I'm going to recommend to Dave and Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yes. yes. <laughs> like literally minutes before this picture? I think yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Look at the look at the light in your eye. <laughs> yeah, man. And now Jesse looks like Santa Claus. Jesse Ward. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like that anymore. Jesse Ward. He looks Ward. like a young Santa Claus now. Man, this guy. His beard's crazy. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. The hair and the beard. Um. So so so, not including the one in two thousand nine. You bring the first. Yeah. One since then, and that's in 2013? Yeah, June 2013. To your gym? To my gym, yeah. Wow, okay. How did you get that? My my business partner, Jose, he mm-hmm. was really good with English, and we had opened this nice spot, so we, oh, we should have a level one here. Because Brazilians were always traveling to Argentina. There was no level one there. Yeah. So they were they were traveling to do their level ones. So we, we com- he communicated uh, with the HQ, with I don't know who, and we have the the level one schedule. So one once we had the level one, the first level one schedule, I write another email, <laughs> and they ask me to write an essay. I wish I I wish I could find that essay, whatever I, I wrote at the mm-hmm. time. Like why w- you want to be on staff? Mm-hmm. So I wrote from my heart, and they allowed me to do. They approved me to do the first internship, my first internship, during the first level one there in Brazil. Not first, but. Yeah. First in a while. So I had the chance to do the level. I was frightening. Like, I don't know if that's the yeah, word. Like yes. afraid yeah. of of having to translate the seminar. So they came to your castle. Yes. And you had to be the humble low man on the totem pole. Yeah, man. With that's amazing. Yeah, it's tough. And I was there. Because uh, your clients thought you were the king shit, right? <laughs> I mean, they loved you, right? They, yes. You knew more than anyone before the before the team came uh-huh, there for okay. sure and yeah that's maybe that's the level one yeah. adriana Roquer. so you time yeah. it when you find out they're going to do the l1 there you send the email you write the essay and they said fine you can do your internship when we do the l1 at your gym yeah and you say yes for sure and you're shitting your pants yes i was shitting my pants not not look at me i'm the... teaching him new phrases look at that and he's already just using them bam he just incorporates it bam. expanding horizons yes. yeah i was because i thought that i i 
I would role as a translator. But in fact, I was not. I was just there to watch and learn, which was amazing. I, I had I had the chance to watch Cherry Chan, which until today, she's my, like... She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, she's like, Amazing. And it uh, at that time, the seminar sold so quickly that Dave Castro put three in a row. We did one Saturday. We did, and then, like, sold out in one hour. And then he put on the other weekend another one, sold out in less than an hour, like even faster than the first one. Wow. So he put one on the middle of the week. <laughs> so we, the team that came for, they came, they stayed there for for a whole week. They did three gigs. Wow, three like nine. Yeah. Days. So wow. the first one, I was I was intern, uh -huh. and they approved me. I remember Cherry asking me the progressions because they they asked the progressions and I didn't know at that time. <laughs> so she told me with that kindness of her, yeah, you better know for tomorrow or you, you don't even need to show up here. <laughs> like wow. <that>. Yes. <laughs> and I People like, don't realize how hardcore it is. It's fucking man, serious it is shit. Yeah. Fucking serious. So the translators at that time, they were not doing a good job. They were miss uh They were not translating uh, the material as it is. Are they not CrossFitters? Were they not CrossFitters in the they, early day? Uh, they were CrossFitters, but they, they didn't know about the material. And they thought in English. They were like English speakers oh, for a long time. Okay. And because I had so much knowledge on the content, I was talking to Cherie about uh, the, the mistakes that were going on. So at the, at the end of the, the, the first day, I stood there. On the f on the front of the people and translated her translated her like just these small things that were going bad on translation and then she asked me to translate the next ones so I, I did the first seminar as an intern and the second and the third as an uh, as a translator all in that week all in that so week. you did three seminars three seminars in a row so I had a lot of exposure Jeez. to the content and to the training methodology and it, it was like a really nice opportunity for me to learn yes. and then I did my second intern with Austin Maleolo wow <laughs> that was a funny experience man funny now to tell but because at the time he's a tough guy right yep and I was listed as a an intern as a translator and the box owner the owner of the box in Sao Paulo he was listed as a translator as well but he couldn't translate he, he didn't have the English to translate mm. he was thinking now oh, my wife is going to do it but Maleolo just because it was not on the paper he asked me can you translate everything and I said of course yes <laughs> and then I translated the whole seminar every word that came out of the mouth of the trainers I speak and and besides that I was teaching the groups with him like evaluating me man it was so stressful God. then when I was approved on the second one I I was sure that I that I will be hired like and I got sick after that seminar I, I invested so much uh, energy yeah. that I got sick I, I swear like bad two three days on in the bed wow <laughs> yeah just getting thrown in the fire <laughs> wow it was it's basically like you taught an entire seminar by yourself yeah I just spoke the every word like every lecture everything I, I was the one uh, because it, every trainer was English speakers. And then people would have questions and you'd have to do that too. Yes. And... The, the hardest part was to translate the question to the, to the 
teacher oh, to yeah. the I bet. I lecturer. Bet. That's the hardest part. So then you do your first one in Goiânia. Second one in, in Sao Paulo. And the third one. Third one in Goiânia back. Okay. October. And how many months after later was that than your first one? June to October. Gave you an opportunity, Eric, to jump in and show your smarts. <laughs> You're already sleeping. I've had enough. You've had it. You showed <laughs> off enough today. Uh, June to October, so. Okay, five months, six five months? months. Okay, yeah. and how does that one go? The third one? Yeah, it was awesome. Easy, like not easy, but. Uh, you had already been ground, and yes, I, mean, I was confident that I that I that I knew what I need to do to do there. Mm-hmm. So, and this I, is 2013. 2013. So you so you. In 2012, you get your L1. 2013, you open your own gym, and then, then 2013, you have this massive crash yes. course. Yes. Just drilling it into you, all these opportunities, and you rose to the occasion and did them. Yes. And so you do your third one. Then I was hired. And what happens? So you, at the end of the on Sunday, all, all the people leave, and what does Lisa Ray say? Come into come into the office or. We we had this. We had a second floor uh, jujitsu. Uh, Tatami, yeah, Matt. Uh, Dojo, Matt. yeah, yes. Okay. And we went there, and I remember she talking, she telling me that she was confident enough that my teaching to that students on the course worth one thousand dollars. So I was wow. very happy with that, and she was so. I will recommend you your your hiring to the what David a, Nicole. What a compliment! Already. Yeah. <laughs> and did you celebrate that night, man? I was so happy. I don't know if I celebrate. I don't remember what I did, but I was like happy as I don't know. It's probably a mixture of like exhaustion yes. and jubilation. Right? How many Brazilian native Brazilians were there on the L1 team at that time? Man, I was the only one for three years. At the time, none at Holy all. Holy shit! Yeah, for three years I was the only Brazilian on staff. Holy shit! That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you worked your ass off. Yes. So um, when, when, how long after that do you get an email from Dave and Nicole saying, <clears throat> excuse me, that you that they approve that that they've taken Lisa Ray's recommendation and not and not made that it long. I don't remember how a week how, a month. I don't remember how long was that, but in my head I was hired, so I was not like oh, okay. expecting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I remember that in November, I was doing my first my first seminar so like 45 days later i was already working incredible yeah and and how many l1 instructors are there today in brazil three three okay and so do you guys work every seminar in brazil not every seminar but but most so if there's if there's and then do they send anyone from the states anymore nowadays not not that much but for a long time, there was always a flow master from the United States and other trainers from Latin America. Daffy used to work there a lot. Daffy from Mexico and Carlos from Ecuador, the Argentinians, Pablos. So so are you a flow master now? No. Who is there a flow master in Brazil? Jobst. Oh, Jobst. We say Jobst in Portuguese. He, he is not Brazilian, but he lives in Florianópolis now for like two years. Okay. So oh, he lives on that island. Yeah, huh? that's a great place. Yes, huh? great place. And now we get to the whole point of this entire interview. <laughs> you 
You're here at HQ because you are the caretaker. You've been sort of anointed, what we call liaison, mm-hmm. between CrossFit HQ and the great country of Brazil. And you know, one of the things Greg says is this is a uh, this is a forest CrossFit, and we're caretakers of this forest. Mm-hmm. We're not the creators of it. We're the caretakers, and you're the caretaker. You're the head ranger. Do you know what a ranger is? He's the guy who. He drives around in the truck in the park and makes sure you don't uh-huh, okay. throw litter. You don't shoot the bears. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Shit uh-huh. like that. You're the head. You're the head ranger for, for CrossFit, um, in Brazil, and so you're there to you're there as a resource for for all the Brazilian affiliates. Yes. One thousand of them. One thousand of them. You're fucked. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. How is that going? What type of things do you do? Man, I I received this this honor uh, in May to, last year. That's, mm-hmm. It's almost one year now. What I do most, I do social media, the CrossFit Brazil page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you work you work closely yes. with Matt. Yes. I would say he puts yeah. up with me. Yeah, Matt says you guys communicate a lot. I think he tells me that just so I think he's working. Do you guys answer me honestly? Do you communicate a lot? Yes, we do, man. Okay. How often would you say you communicate with Matt? Uh, every day? No, not no? every day. It was a lot during the open. Yeah, that was that was a hot period. And the and in the is beginning he nice as to well. You? Is he yeah. helpful? He is helpful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Hey. <laughs> Can be honest. This yeah. is a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a structure for the page, which I think is going well. But uh, before that structure, we used to communicate a lot more often. So like to to get to the, this point. And look, twenty five thousand followers, man. Mm-hmm. And know, we started crazy. this from the zero. And it is cool. I remember when you when you <laughs> started pitching this, you're like, you know, I like the I like the flow and that the, uh-huh. the rhythm that the page has. And it's cool. It's a beautiful presentation. Yeah. So that's awesome. So this is one of the things that I do. This is a lot of time consuming. Do you post every day? Every day, twice mm-hmm. a day. And this I like the the way that we post the the workout. Mm-hmm. And it's something because we Sometimes I translated the the name. This is wall balls, wall balls shots. So sometimes I put in Bola, Portuguese. Bolas na parida. Yeah. Paridi. Paridi. Like parige. Parige. Yeah. Bolas na parige. Yeah. <laughs> there you so, go. So <laughs> it's been awesome, man. Like a lot of experience, and this is one thing that I do. The other thing, I, I work a lot with legal. A lot of complaints with people that are infringing using the name without being an affiliate and everything and a lot of relationship with affiliate owners so they they reach out to me in every source of the way whatsapp and instagram and email and i try to communicate with them so that's my main role like these are these the the main areas which i cover social media legal and affiliate team is your gym successful yes what advice do you have for 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 your Brazilian and and, and 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 any affiliate owner in the world? What are some of the things that you've learned that like make your gym successful? It's a relationship business, not the movement business. We use movement to build relationships, and if people understand that, like there is a lot of actions that we when we are when we are so focused on movement, when we think about relationship first. There's a lot of behaviors that don't fit with that. So 
I think that's the 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 main part of the reason that we could have a successful gym there is treating people well and thinking about the relationships. What does that look like? Give me a specific. Like how does that practically? How does that look? I was a I was a very military trainer, like and so focused on movement and all that all i did as uh for years for like the first year and two years maybe all i did was train my trainers like the technical aspect the watch teach and correct everything and after that i was like always trying to to talk about them attendimento this is a word that i don't have in english say it again attendimento Attention. It's focus. Attention to clients, like dealing with clients. I just translated it for you. Attentimento. <laughs> right? I, I, I think something more like, a, like... Let me see. Do it one more time. Attentimento. No, I would say like like personability, like being personable, like re- relating to people. Relating to people, yeah. Your Portuguese is better than mine? You know when you... <laughs> a little more practice than you do. <laughs> so in the practical side was... Uh, myself i needed to change uh, the behavior in myself and like sometimes i was because not not with the intention i w- i would like to give everything to my clients to make their movement better but but i was impatient or i i show them like a little bit of in- insatisfaction with my attitude i was rude to my clients you know and this is the kind of behavior that don't fits when you think about relationship first. So I want to make my, my clients move better, for sure. But I won't have them there like, forever. And if I have time, I will do. I will make them move better. But if I treat them not the way that they deserve, they will eventually go out and I, I even can't do them move better. You lose the opportunity. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that, that's a really important point. Like there is, there's a certain way to do these movements and they should be done, you know, to the best that they can be executed. For sure. But everyone starts at a different place, right? Yeah. I think it's tough, like you said, as a trainer, to realize that, you know, maybe not everyone's end goal mm-hmm. is to back squat 400 pounds. You know, maybe their goal is somewhere, you know, just trying to do an air squat. And their learning curve is going to be so different. And it's hard not to just put them in like, okay, this is what they need to do to do this right. Why are you not doing this? It's like, well, you've got a backstory of things that are limiting you. And understanding that's tough. Yes, it's tough. And... It was my main fault, I think, is trying to give them everything at once. So now, now I think that I need to give them one thing on that day. And I am uh, more calm teaching classes and the energy is high and I'm there like, it's so different now. How did you, did, some, did you have a mentor that pointed this out to you? How did you come to this realization that you needed to do a character shift? Uh, ben Bertrand. I attended his course in 2014, Business of Excellence. And all that I realized at that moment is that I needed to change. The change was in me. I was expecting my trainers to do something, but I was doing the, the, the mistakes that I, I didn't want them to do. So I needed to change myself. And that was my whole effort, just to, to change my behavior and myself besides like training them or talking to them, asking them to do things. I just, I'm, I'm in this process until today and I think I will be forever 
to change myself and to be the the change that I want for them, you know. Did people notice a difference in you? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I Did think your and, wife noticed a difference? Yeah. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And I had a business which I had like less than 300 members and after that not not exactly because of that or whatever but after that after 2014 until today we are working on that and we have like 500 members wow so it's a it's a fact that it helps the the, the business to grow being nice to people helps yeah and relating <laughs> so say, say the word one more time Atendimento. Atendimento. Someone on YouTube will translate it like, for us. You know when yeah, you go to sure. a restaurant and they treat you really well? Yeah. That's a nice atendimento. You can see not on not in, exclusively on the gym. You can see it in whatever uh, environment. There is a lot of... I don't know the word. <laughs> I, it sounds like it should be a t-shirt. Atendimento. Let's print it. One off. Thank you for everything you're doing. Oh, man. Next time you come, you have to come back. We have to continue the stories. Yes. Eric, thank you. Matt, thank you. Do we get the last questions? Do you want to ask him a last question? Yeah, two questions. One, nice. was San Diego the, the Rio of uh, the United States? <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. It, yeah. it was? Yes. You don't have to lie. Yeah, no, I, I think, I've never yeah. been to Rio, but it sounds like a bit of a stretch. Rio <laughs> sounds a lot cooler than San Diego. Yeah, me, uh, to me too. Yeah. <laughs> for you guys, but for us, San Diego is cooler than Rio. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. What's your next question, Matthew? I'll save for the next uh, next show. <laughs> you don't want to blow your wad here? <laughs> it's a good one. Let's put it that way. Land the plane, Eric. Eric just had his finger on the button there. <laughs> Eric, what? He just had his finger on the button ready to go. Nope, Matt, you're done.